Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to today's service. Glory be to God forevermore. You know, I I love this morning's topic, okay? I find it very interesting. So I've titled this someone Love and Hope. Amen. Love and Hope. All right. So um this week something interesting happened to me. Let me share. So um this week we, we moved houses, okay? And um, I needed to set up our new um, our broadband. So what, what you do is to call the provider, okay, um, register with them, yeah. Usually already have a home fiber, fiber optic, you know, run into your house already. So they just send you a wireless router that you that you connect to the existing system in your house and you are, you know, you are good to go. So they sent me this uh, this router and I was connected to somewhere on the wall in the, in the locker room where all these gadgets are, right? So I tried doing it as was as was written on instruction manual and it did not work. I could not get it, I could not get it running, right? So um I then um called customer care, you know, to see how they could help me. I called tech support. So after I go back and forth with tech support, he could not fix it. You know, I even saw an error that you know made him conclude um that he would need to send an engineer down to my house to resolve it. I was like, wow, this is after I've gone for like um three three days-ish without internet and I was really frustrated, you know, because you know the mobile network here is not, you know, is not so good, especially in an in my new location. So yeah, and I began to ask myself, okay, that now the odds of getting a bad device, because normally you just plug it and play, and it works for everybody, you know. So the odds of getting a bad device, number one, number two, or or the odds of you know the, the fiber the fiber connection in my house not being good, the odds are generally low because normally it should be plug and play, right? And I began to ask myself, Tolu, you are the blessed man. You are a child of God. You know, the odds of you being the one of all the millions of people that buy this thing, okay? The odds of you being the one to pick up a bad device or the house with a poor, with a with a with a bad fiber connection, the man is an engineer to resolve it, you know, is low. Yeah, I'm the blessed man. So so with, with that attitude, I told myself. It's more likely something is wrong with how, with how we are connecting it than something is wrong with the device or the fiber connection to the house. So I began to I began to troubleshoot even more. Lo and behold, I resolved it. I resolved it. But do you see what made me resolve it here? Do you see what made me probe even further? The thinking that I'm a blessed man. I expect good outcomes. I expect fortune. I expect things to work out for my good. So do you see how consequential just um, the right thinking can be in one's life? Hmm? Do you realize that my mentality of expecting good outcomes because I am loved, okay, and blessed changed my attitude and led me to resolving the problem. Now, I'm not saying that being blessed and loved by God does not mean does not mean I will not face challenges. Oh boy, I face challenges. <laughs> but without this mentality, but without this mentality, um, many miss out on opportunities and allow good things to pass them by. All right, you must understand. I want to Philemon one six 
that the dispensation of your faith, okay, the communication of your faith is only effective when you acknowledge every good thing that is yours in the Lord. You see this? That your faith only produces by you acknowledging that there are good things in you because you are in Christ. That you need this acknowledgement. You need to understand the things yours in Christ for you to live effectually, you know, in the faith life. So you have to have the right expectation from life because of the things yours in Christ. Mm? So I believe that the believer should always expect the best outcomes possible in any scenario. Now, I'm not saying that everything will be, will be rosy, but I, I, want to be, I want to believe that I should expect the best possible outcomes in any scenario. That, you know, as I go through life, you know, um, when things happen to me, I'm not, I'm, I should not feel like, you know, I'm rejected, I'm forsaken. No, I'm loved. So, yeah, this is the best outcome possible based on the scenarios at play, based on my, my, my right deeds, my wrong deeds my wisdom or lack of it that, you know, yeah, it is still the best possible outcome of the scenario, right? You know, I was from secondary school. How I, al I always just got out of trouble narrowly many times. That times when I'll have done something very stupid, I'll be like, oh boy, Titolu, you are done. You'll be suspended, you know, you'll be... Uh, and by some miraculous working power of God, many times I'll just narrowly... Start on being seriously punished. I remember this time when I was in school and um, there was this very annoying junior boy, you know. You know, I was not so big too, so people, juniors could be fine, good. I was not so big then, I just suddenly grew up after school. Juniors could, you know, try to just, what's wrong with this one, what's wrong with this senior, right? So I called this junior boy and he did not answer me. The junior, stupid junior boy, and in the military school, it was even more weird what junior boy did, okay? I called him, he walked past my front, he did not answer me. He came back in, I called him, he walked past again, he did not answer me. And it's because then we had a, a new commandant, a new in, in a military school, we call our principal commandant. We had a new commandant that, you know, abolished, you know, um, punishing of juniors and all that kind of stuff. So juniors were actually having a field day. This was my SS3, okay? You know when you suffered from from, from GS1 to SS2 and your tongue was not your tongue in SS3, they now said your own tongue, no more, no more punishment, no more clinical clinical. Because of course we were mad, we were crazy about it, we didn't like it. But then, anybody, anyone that you never know, reported was going home straight to call his parents. Once they report you, no explanation, nothing. You are going home to call your parents, right? So, this new boy, I just went to my. I used. I was carrying this this book. You know this um this this physics textbook by Neil Kahn. I can't remember the title again. Big big textbook. I eat him on the textbook. I just not so hard, right? I just eat him on the textbook. And the guy well, he went straight to the commander's office. He was going to report. Now again, in military school, we usually have hierarchy of communication, okay? But this boy was going straight to the guy to the commandant. He was going straight to report me. I saw him walking down like that, like, oh boy, see boy, you're in trouble. You're gonna go to call your parents. And guess what? I just resumed school some days before. You know, I did my, I did, uh, I did GCE. So people were already in school. Fire resume school, resume school late. Like, see boy, you're going now to call your parents. You're in trouble. But somehow, 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 as he got to the gate, of, as he got to the door, the commandant, another military man just took him and just took him aside and asked what happened and just, you know just east of the case you know the military guy called me just east of the case and that was that i would have gone on now this is just one scenario of many different scenarios where i would have been in trouble but it just seemed as though god was partial towards me <laughs> yeah you see my point the believer should expect good outcomes 
I'm not saying you should act silly or live stupidly, but I'm saying that as you try to navigate life, doing your best possible, expect good outcomes. Okay? You are loved. Hallelujah. Alright? You know, too many people in a bit to be practical. Look at this. Too many people in a bit to be practical and not be gullible are now overcompensating and then completely missing out on faith. You see this? In a bit to be practical, you know, you don't want to be gullible, you don't want to be made a fool of another. So they are now overcompensating and now completely missing out on faith. They are so practical, they don't have any faith in them left or they have just little faith. Okay? So for me, yeah, because I'm a dearly loved child of God, because I am loved, I am very hopeful. Hallelujah. I like something that says, But I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord. You know, as seasons change, I'm confident as seasons change, your faithfulness remains. You see, I'm strongly hopeful that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Alright? Too many people are living in fear, despondent and depressed because they don't know how loved they are. Hallelujah. Someone said, the opposite of faith, sorry, the opposite of fear is not faith, it is love. Hmm. Now the opposite, right, of fear is not faith, it is love. Let's see First John 4 from 15 to 18. 1 John 4, from 15 to 18. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. Look at this. And so, we know and rely on the love that God has for us. Hallelujah. The one that, that, that believes in Jesus, God lives in him. And he is in God. You are in union with divinity. You are in union with God. So you can know. Come on. And then rely on the love that God has for you. Come on. So we are meant to know. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are meant to know. And we are then also meant to be reliant on the love that God has for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is how you are meant to live your life. Relying on the fact that God loves you. Now, you don't rely on your love for God. That one can be fickle. That one can be imperfect. In fact, someone said something this weekend and he gave me some, 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 some thoughts, okay, that really, you know, it is difficult to comprehend, you know, you loving God. Because again, God is all that, right? Yeah, it might be difficult to comprehend loving God, but I can comprehend God loving me. Hallelujah. I can comprehend God loving me. Hallelujah. And he even proved it by dying for my sins. Glory be to God. So I've come to know and I must rely on the love that God has for me. Glory be to God forevermore. Amen. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. I said with it. This is how this is how love is made complete in us. So that we have confidence on the day of judgment. Look at this. In this world, we are like Jesus. Come on. In this world, we are like Jesus. In this world, we are like Jesus. We are loved like Jesus was loved. Hallelujah. We are backed the same way God backed Jesus. Come on. We are loved the same way God loves Jesus. 18. There is no fear in love. <laughs> but perfect love dries out fear. Look at that. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. 
Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Look at this. The one who is afraid does not know how loved he or she is. When you understand that God, who is perfect love, perfectly loves you, perfect love drives out fear. So if any group of people should be the, 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 the most fearless in the world, the most confident, you know, um, yeah, the most confident, the happiest in the world, it should be we that are in Christ, that have received the perfect love of God. So you have to come to rely, to bask in this love and let this love dry out, choke out every fear in your life. Hallelujah. The one who fears has not been made perfect in love. Hallelujah. Perfect love drives out fear. So the cure for fear is hope that comes from knowing how strongly God loves you. I pray for you that you get to understand, oh, as Paul said, how wide, how deep, how long, you know, how everything is, the love that God has for you, how deep, how wide, how vast, how lavish. I pray for you, I pray for myself this morning, that you get to understand how much God loves you, that you get to know the depth of this love that surpasses all understanding in the name of Jesus. Let's see John 17 from 20 to 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. <laughs> Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one, even as we are one. See the romance in this thing, that they may be one. Even as we are one, I in them, okay, you in me, I in them. It's just the, 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 the romance of intimacy with God. Hallelujah. We are loved though. 23, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity with the Godhead. Then the world will know that you sent me, come on, and have loved them, even as you have loved me. So God loves me. Even as he loves Jesus, come on. God loves me. Look at this. That they may know, that the world may know. You know how, you know, when a boy is in love with a girl, you know how a real G, a real guy, a real mature man that you know is good, wants the world to know how much he loves his girl. All right? Christ says it. Then the world will know that you sent me. The world will know that you have loved them even as you have loved me. Hallelujah. God wants to make you the signpost of his love. God wants to, you know, showcase how much he loves you, how much he loves us as children to the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, even on the, on the matter of transfiguration and over and over again in scripture, how God will declare over Jesus. Everybody here, everybody listen. This is my beloved son. Come on, in whom I am well pleased. This is God's way for us. God wants to scream out the love He has for us to the world. So, if anybody should expect good outcomes, it is you because God wants to use you to showcase His goodness and His love to the world. Hallelujah. It's as though God wants to scream, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. So, you can come to know and rely on the love that God has towards you. Glory be to God forever. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. You know, this love is why Jesus will step into a, a potentially a potentially embarrassing situation. Okay? And scream and say, you know, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. He will step into what could easily embarrass him. You know, he went to Lazarus' tomb. And before everybody, he stood up and said, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. You see the audacity of his love. The audacity of his of, 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 of that came from knowing the Father loves him and backs him. Look at that. He before he crowds, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. And he then said, Lazarus, come out. Before a crowd. See, there's the audacity that comes from knowing how much the Father loves you. This audacity of sons and daughters is what we ought to have before God and issues of life. This is the audacity of sons that Jesus brought to us. He gave us the right of sonship, he gave us the right of sonship and made room for us in the Father's house. In John 1, John 1, 12, we see, Yes, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, to them, come on, he gave the right to become children of God. So Jesus has given us the right of sonship, the audacity of sonship, the right to be called God's children. Hallelujah. In John 14, 1-3, says, Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Christ was speaking. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. Hallelujah. And this place, this, this room in, in the father's house is not just physical rooms and mansions, but since I'm coming to make a place for you in my father's household hallelujah this, this is what he's talking about i'm coming to take you to be with me into my father's household so that you like me like you, know, you like jesus can also be a part of the family of god so that you are also a child of god a son of god hallelujah christ has made you a son so you can have the audacity of a dearly beloved child of god glory be to god forevermore in John 57, it says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Again, the audacity of sons, that this vital relationship with God, okay, is the source of your audacity in life. Come on. This, this, this vital union with God, you letting yourself to know and rely on the love that God has for you. You basking in this love is the source of your audacity and your confidence in this life. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. We are the blessed ones. We are the blessed ones. We are the blessed ones. First John 3 from 19 to 24. 1 John 3 from 19 to 24. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our heart condemns us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. 21. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Look at this. We, if our heart do not condemn us, if our hearts do not make us feel small, make us feel unloved, if you don't allow his sin to hold you back, if you don't stay in sin and allow his sin to condemn you, if you live right, such a way that you don't let it get in the way of your conscience, we have confidence before God. And this confidence makes us look at this to receive from Him anything we ask, 
because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. So when your heart condemns you, God, God knows your heart. He sees your heart. Hmm? What should you do? Repent. Okay, repent. Um, if you have sinned, you know, you should not let sin. Don't let sin enjoy you. Sin is bad. Sin, sin weighs on your conscience. Sin, sin kills people. Sin in itself, you know, carries its own seed of death. Run from sin. So when you when you err, don't stay there. Don't wallow in your guilt. Go before your father. Repent of that sin. Father, I, I made a mess there. I, I, I will not do that again. Thank you for thank you because thank you, thank you because I'm forgiven in Christ. I receive that for, I receive that forgiveness right now. I receive it. I believe it is mine. So I walk free of the guilt of this sin. Are you getting me so that your heart can be light before God? So you can have confidence before God. Hallelujah. So that when you pray, you know you receive what you've asked of him. Alright? And the area, you know, the the core area, you know, the work what God calls what God calls righteousness is working in love towards people. So even if you have you have a lot of self-righteousness and you don't love people, you are working in error. So loving people, being kind to people, being being generous, being being loving, being appreciative, okay? Yeah, you know, yeah, is how you keep God's commands. Hallelujah. So we are the blessed ones. We see in first Peter first Peter 2 9 to 10. He says, But you are a chosen people, you are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation, God's special possession. Come on, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Verse 10 Once you are not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, come on, but now you have received mercy. Hallelujah. You are a chosen people. My God, you are chosen. Dave, you are chosen. Hallelujah. You are a royal priesthood. <laughs> you are a only nation. You are God's special possession. Look at this. That you may declare the praise of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Says once. You are not the people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Hallelujah. Yoruba will say, Othiri Anuba. Come on. You have received the mercy of God. You have received mercy. Glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. You have received the mercy of God. You are the blessed ones. You're no longer a stranger or a foreigner in God's household. You are a part of God's family. Hallelujah. You are a part of the commonwealth of Israel. So, like the like, 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 like side of, like, like of Israel, you are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the country. You are blessed going out. Come on. You are blessed coming in. Your food is blessed. Your water is blessed. No arm will come near you. This is how you must see life. Hallelujah. God is able to make all the grace abound towards you. Come on. He has given you all things that you need for life and godliness. Hallelujah. Because he loves you, expect good things. Hallelujah. Because he loves you, expect good things. You are the apple of his eyes. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Expect good things. Expect good things. Since 91. Since 91. From Psalm 91, Psalm 91, Psalm 91, from verse, um, from verse 9, he says, I, uh, If you say, The Lord is my refuge 
and you make the most high your dwelling. Okay, no arm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For look at this, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Come on, verse 14. Because he loves me, says the Lord, Hanekadia, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Isaiah 49, Isaiah 49, 14 16. Isaiah 49, 14-16. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Verse 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, <laughs> I will never forget. You look at this. That even if a mother can, in some way, which, which, is, which, is, which is abnormal, if, if a mother, you know, is so troubled or worried or broken or whatever and forsakes her child at her breast, God says, I will never forget you. He says, 16, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands and your walls are ever before me. Look at it. So, expect good things because God loves you and his eyes are watching after you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Expect good outcomes even in marriage. Okay? You're not, you're not part of the statistics of failed marriages. You're not part of the statistics of failed marriages. You don't have to replicate your parents' marriage. Did you hear that? You don't have to replicate your parents' marriage. You are not a part of, of the statistics of failed marriages. You can and will marry well. Come on, please be hopeful. Can I beg you? Can I kneel for you? Love is beautiful when it is well done. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by wonderful marriages and I'm wondering why people are afraid. You know, when you look at our, our family and TGC, our community and TGC, we have many, you know, you know, our marriages are doing well, our married guys are doing well. And I'm so happy. Look at them and be hopeful. Look at Oyinda and Deji. Look at Wura and Tokwe. Look at um, Bori. Oh, Bori is doing so well. Bori and Simba are doing well. Look, look at Juliana and Damilari. Look at, you know, there is hope for you, my guy. There is hope. You can marry well. You can do this married thing well. I want you to be hopeful. You can do it well. Hallelujah. You can do it well. Okay? You can and will marry well because God loves you. You can be strongly hopeful. Hallelujah. If anyone can marry well, you can. <laughs> if anyone can, you can. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Come on. So, on marriage, do not be afraid. Expect good outcomes. Right? Open First Peter 3. First Peter 3, 5, 7. First Peter 3, 5 to 7. For this is the way only women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted to their own husbands, okay, like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him a Lord. You are a daughters if you do what is right. And look at this. And do not give way to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate, be, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. As a weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Look at this. 
It's amazing that Peter talks about love and submission and talks about fear. Saying, do not give into fear. Why? Many people are afraid to love or to submit because of the fear of being taken advantage of or being downtrodden. Peter is saying, no, 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 no. Do not let fear get in the way of your relationship. Not get, don't let fear get in the way of your romance. Perfect love drives out fear. So, you know, what you, what you look out for is to marry, you know, a believer like you that is growing in the perfect love of Christ. So that you both, because you both know how well loved you both are by God, you both are hopeful because the love, perfect love, drives out fear and gives you faith and hope for a good life, a good marriage. You, you both also, because you both love God, because you both know how well God loves you, God's love melts your heart, both of you, so that you can love one another easily. Hallelujah. This is how you will see it, okay, that the perfect love of God is why we both expect good outcomes. Come on. The perfect love of God also is why we both are growing in loving, in loving perfection. So you must go after somebody. You must marry someone that is that knows how well God loves him or her, and is and is, and is um, practicing, you know, replicating that love in how he or she loves people. Hallelujah. Okay, but unmarried, do not allow fear. Fear gets in the way of good homes a lot. Mm? If if I if I submit to him, he will bully me. If I love her too much, she will, she will, she will just ride over me. You know, she will just she will just disrespect me, dishonor me. No, no, no. Don't let fear get in the way. I know your, your parents' home might have been, you know, here and there, but you are not your parents. You are not them. You are a child of God. And now that you are learning a lot better at a young age, there is strong hope for your future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Romans 5 5. And hope does not put to shame because, God is, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. Come on. And hope. Does not put to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Ghost, whom has been given to us. Mm? So, love is the cure to fear. You have to come to know and constantly rely on the love that God has for you. Mm? Hope does not put to shame because of love. Mm? Your hope will not cast because God loves you. And he has poured out his love in your heart through his spirit. Oh, thank you for the outpouring of love in my spirit. Lord, let me come aware of your love poured out into my heart. Let me come aware of how much you love me. Hallelujah. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I'm reading Romans 8 to 24. Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. Hallelujah. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Think about it. What shall we say to these things? What shall we say in response to all these things? When life tries to knock me down, what shall I say in response to all these things? What shall I say in response to all these things? If God is for me, who can be against me? Ha, Kaba. This is what I will say in response to all these things. When I'm afraid, when fear tries to get a hold of me, when anxiety wants to get a hold of me, when the bills are looking scary, when the country freaks me out, what will I say in response to all these things? Here is what I will say. If God 
is for me. Who can be against me? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give me all things? He loves me. He gave me a son. How much more will he give me all things I need? This is my response to all these things. If God is for me, who can be against me? Tell you, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. No one is condemning you. No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. The one that has the right to judge you is a, is a perfect man, Jesus, the sinless Son of God. And he is not out to condemn you. Rather, he is out there interceding for you. His blood that was shed for you is interceding for you. So, so instead of condemning you, his blood is an intercession for you. Hallelujah. Nobody is condemning you. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So today, walk out of that shame. Walk out of that guilt and never return to that sin anymore. God is not out to get you. God is out to bless you. <laughs> God is not out to punish you. God is out to bless you. So, coming by Elisha and Gehazi, when, when they were surrounded by with the enemy and enemy armies, the servant looked out and saw that they were surrounded by enemies. Elijah looked at the same thing and said, We are surrounded by angels. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Elijah prayed for his servant that God will open his eyes. And God did. Okay. And this time he looked and saw that they were, they were much more surrounded by angels than they were by enemies. <laughs> so depending on how you look, okay. Those who are for you, look at it, depending on how you look, those who are for you are more than those who are against you. When you look with the eyes of understanding of who you are in Christ, who you are, where you are, what you have, the, your privileged position as a child of God, you find out that there are more things working for you than there are things working against you. Hmm. Hallelujah. In all these things, you are more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. I pray for you this morning. The eyes of your understanding is enlightened so that you may know the things yours in Christ. You may know your privileged position and the life he has given you. That you may know that he has given you all you need for life and for godliness. Hallelujah. This is so important. When you see the word like this, you begin to recognize opportunities for miracles, prosperity, and favor that are bound around you. You wake up in the morning, you know, with, with excitement, with energy, with joy, because you know that miracles are coming your way. Things are working out for you. There are more things working for you than there are things working against you. When you see life this way, when when others are, others are saying casting down, when others are saying casting down, you will be saying lifted up. Why? Because you are strongly hopeful. Why? Because you have come to know and rely 
on the love that God has for you, knowing that all things are working together for your good. Ah, I pray for you in this becoming year, you become truly stronger in spirit. You become deeper in service. You become more, 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 more excellent in industry. You become greater in prosperity. You become more loving in relationships. I pray for that person who has been feeling battered by life. Who needs you know, what we call a change of luck. Today, by the power of Jesus, I break the hold of misfortune over your life in the name of Jesus. Again, right now, I pray for you. I break the hold of misfortune over you in the name of Jesus. I pray that this happen for you this week to remind you that you are loved by God in the name of Jesus. Is anybody here who needs to connect with God today? Who needs Jesus in our life? Yeah. You need, you, you need Jesus in your life. You need God in your life. You are tired of doing life alone. You need Jesus. You know, you want to know the experience of being, you know, a child of God. Being, you, want to, you want to receive the love that God has for you. You are done doing life yourself. That's, that's not worked. There's a vacuum in your heart. You need to feel love. The love of Christ fills that vacuum. So if you are here in the hall, watching anywhere, watching from, can I see your hands up? Okay? If you are in the hall, um, Anyway, what you for? Just put your hands up, okay, and just say this, say this prayer along with me. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you because you came to this world, suffered and died. You paid the price of my sin. Yeah, you were buried, but you did not stay buried. You rose up again to give me a brand new life. Today, I receive the free offer of forgiveness. That you, have, that, you, that you give us because you paid the price of my sin and your debt. This morning, I received your free offer of forgiveness. This morning, I received the brand new life you have given. This morning, you know, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. This morning, I am born again. Hallelujah. If you have said that prayer with me, you are born again, okay? You are born again. And you have received God's Spirit into your heart. That Spirit, the Spirit of God, sheds abroad, you know, pop, pause, you know, pumps <laughs> the love of God into your heart. Makes you more aware that of how much God loves you. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church and do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.